solitude is a safe place for people to speak into what's going on in your life. It still feels safe for you as my mentor to have a conversation with me and help me process some stuff. But when I'm in isolation, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with my friends. I don't want input from the outside world. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a clear sign that I'm in that really dangerous place. Yes. Yes. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Today, we're going to talk about something very, very important. Okay, what's that? We're going to talk about the difference between solitude and isolation. Okay. I'm curious about that because I love both solitude and isolation. Wow. (laughs) You do. You like both. I do. And Uh, you know this about me. I do. I do. I do. I do. And I've heard a lot of people talk about it, Mm -hmm. especially over the year we've had. Yes. Over the past year and a half, I should say. I've heard a lot of people talk about isolation Mm -hmm. and solitude, but there is a distinct difference between isolation and solitude. Yeah. Solitude actually is super healthy. Mm, that's true. Isolation, not so healthy. Not so healthy. You actually said earlier to pay attention to the danger of isolation and the blessing of solitude. I did. I said that. You did. I wrote it down because it was so good. And I'm just like, I need to be careful what I say. (laughs) I tend to write down a lot of what you say around me, Susan. But I thought, you know, that's so true. Isolation is dangerous, Mm -hmm. but solitude is a blessing. It really is. And I think it's easy for us to get the two of those things mixed up Mm -hmm. and get confused about what is isolation and what is solitude. Mm -hmm. So I love that we're going to be kind of unpacking that today and learning a little bit about the difference between the two. And listen, I'm going to say right up front, if we run out of time on this, we will do a part two. Okay. Okay. So I'll just say that. Yeah. Cause there's a lot here it with is. this and, and in, I'm even thinking like you say these words and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm an introvert. These things are easy for me, but solitude isn't about whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or you like people or don't like people. It's has, actually a spiritual discipline. It is. It has nothing to do. I'm glad you brought that point up. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with introvert or extrovert. It has everything to do with my relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Where is it? You know, yeah. where's my relationship with Jesus? How is it? Am I nurturing it? Yeah. It is actually your plumb line to right. Jesus. What does yeah. that look like? So that's really what we're talking about is solitude. So I'd like to start, listen, my husband actually some 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. if you can believe it, brought home from work. Somebody at work had given him this article called The Practice of Solitude. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the article. Okay. And it was by John Ortberg. Mm -hmm. And he said, I think you would really love this article, Susan. And I read it and I've been carrying it around, (laughs) using it when I speak, incorporating it in my practice. I'm still talking about it, Uh obviously, today. And it has really meant a lot to me. Within that article, John, give him all the credit. Because when I say this phrase, you're going to go, oh, yeah, there's books written about that. Oh, yeah, I hear a lot about that. He said, we must ruthlessly eliminate hurry in our life. Mm. I'll never forget okay, that Okay, can I phrase. just say like, okay, first <laughs> of all, that was written 30 years ago. Yes. How much more does that apply to life 
where we are currently. So much. I mean, you think about like fast food and social media and movies on demand and, you know, we're all working from home, which means we work 24 seven. Our lives have never been more rushed and hurried than they are right now. Exactly. And he even said in the article, and I got the article, I don't even, it doesn't even have when it was written on this particular article. It's so old. But when I got it 30 years ago, he was writing in there, how many times do you pull up in a lane if that car looks like it would go faster than the other car right. that you switch lanes yeah, and get behind because the, the car. two minutes makes that big yeah, of a difference yeah, yeah. that that car would go faster than that car and the fast food like you were right. talking about well and, i'm even thinking like when we stand in line at the grocery store now do you remember we used to just stand in line and now we stand in line and like look at our phones and play games on our phones or read an article on our phones. Like we can't even just focus, be still and not do anything while we're standing in line at the grocery store. No, because we, we don't have the patience at all to do that. We can't be still. Mm -hmm. We can't be still. And he even comments in the end of the article, he was basically saying, you know, you cannot microwave maturity. Mm. And I love that phrase. But his point of the whole article about the practice of solitude is that Jesus models solitude for us Because he was saying in the article, and I've used this so many times in my own personal life as reference that Jesus being the model for solitude for us, is that Jesus himself, he left miracles undone. Right. You know, in our modern day language, we would say he left sermons unpreached. Right. I mean, he, he left villages when people were still clamoring for his attention. Yes. He left... To, to go, go be alone with to God. To go be alone with his father. Right. And then pray. And yet we feel like I can't take 15 minutes at the beginning of my day to go be alone with God. Right. Because I have so many important things to do. Like the laundry needs done. Right. You know. And I'm just comparing the important things that I need to do mm-hmm. with Jesus. Right. You know, being able to like heal somebody or preach a sermon or perform a miracle. Right. And yet God was like, not right now. Right now, come be alone with me. Right. And he he did that, mauling that for us. And a phrase that I will never forget from this article, he said that Jesus was always busy, mm-hmm. but never hurried. Mm. That's huge mm-hmm. because we are busy people. Right. Uh, we're not just to sit down and not do. Yeah. We are to do exactly what God has ordered us to do. Yeah. I mean, we are always, I'm always praying, God, order my next steps. Right. You know, order my next step. You're a creative God. Yes. Be creative in and through me. Do what only you can do yeah. with my hands open. I'm praying that. Mm-hmm. So we are busy. And the, some of the world may look at us and go, we're too busy. But if we're doing what God has asked us to do, Jesus himself was busy, but he was never hurried. Right. And what's that difference looks like? It looks like what Jesus modeled. He was busy, but he would leave Mm. because we can't be all to Mm -hmm. all people. Right. That's the key. So what does margin look like for Carrie Corn? Yeah. What does margin look like for Susan Goss? What does margin look like for you who are listening? We have to go spend time with the Father and ask that question. Right. Just like Jesus did. Jesus was spending time with the Father to see what next, to be nourished himself for what we might call self-care. So spending time with the Father, that is solitude. Mm -hmm. That's the nourishment I'm talking about for solitude. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes that can be hard for people. Yes. Because I know people who really push back and resist being alone with their thoughts. They can't be still like it creates anxiety in them to think about being still being quiet, not having someone else like I can do my devotion time as long as I'm listening to music or I'll, I'll go to a Bible study, but I'm not going to sit alone mm-hmm. with myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've met people like that, too, mm-hmm. of just like the, the idea of being alone mm-hmm. is really overwhelming to them. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that is? And is there other things that we can do to kind of like push past that hurdle? Yes, I've heard some people say that. A suggestion that I have offered, and some people it has actually worked, is to, when they open scripture, to read that scripture aloud. Mm. So read it aloud. So you are alone, but you're not alone in your words. And it sounds like, because it's so powerful to read the scripture out loud. It's so powerful. Words are so powerful. Mm -hmm. And so you are never alone. Of course, we know this. I'm I'm saying this, you know, knowing that you already know this, but you're never alone when you're reading God's word aloud. Mm -hmm. You're never alone with God, but to read the words aloud bring so much power and comfort as you're reading them aloud. That has been a wonderful suggestion. I totally agree. Sometimes God just speaks to us through the music. You mm-hmm. were bringing the music yeah. up. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times people pray with their, what is it? The app that mm-hmm. they're listening yes. to. Yeah. Like and a guided so, prayer or yes, something. Yeah. A guided prayer. That is also, I've heard some of, clients that do that. Yeah. Love it. And reading through the Bible in a year, have different plans like that, that they need the guiding through that, which is great. God honors the reading of the truth of his word. So you're not saying like if somebody's never really practiced solitude before, mm-hmm. the expectation is not starting tomorrow. I'm going to spend 30 minutes of no. solitude every day, no, or no, no, no. I'm going to, you know, become like really good at like taking mm-hmm. a weekend to get alone. Like these are, these are things that we can like step into and grow into mm-hmm. and take s- small steps towards it. Mm-hmm. Right. Super practical. Yeah. Super practical. And God honors that. Mm -hmm. He honors that. Even if you're saying to God, I don't know how to do this. I just want to spend time with you. Mm -hmm. You know, you start with that. You start with that one sentence. But I want to. I want to be connected to you. Help me grow Mm -hmm. in this area. Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Because I'm wanting to be connected to you. Yeah. I know there's a lot of spiritual disciplines that we can put into our life, whether that's corporate worship or listening to a sermon or lots of different things that we can do. But there's something different about solitude, Mm -hmm. about like actually letting ourselves get alone. And we're talking about the difference between solitude and isolation. Mm -hmm. And you had said that solitude is a blessing. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about that or like what blessings come from being in a place of solitude that are different from being around people or staying busy. Cause the whole concept of solitude is you're alone. You mm-hmm. know, it's a time to kind of pull away mm-hmm. from others and kind of get quiet. So what are actually the benefits of that? Can I quote you some things from a book? Yes. Okay. Because I have a little segment here in a book that I have read. And actually the name of the book, I told you, you're going to hear this quote a lot out of this article that I read over 30 years ago Uh by John 
Ortberg. Well, there's a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. That's mm. the title of the book. Okay. And it's by John Comer. And the foreword, guess by who, <laughs> is by John Ortberg. Okay. Okay. So it's all, here we come back. Right. To the same concept. Mm-hmm. Of the ruthless elimination of hurry. Okay. Here we go again. Right. And we're talking about, again, solitude and isolation. So I'm going to read this little because it's so good, Carrie. It's so good. So to answer your question, solitude Mm -hmm. is engagement. Hmm. Yeah. Isolation is escape. So such a the, good contrast. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So but that answers your question too about yes, you were with people, which is engagement, yes. Yes. But solitude, we're asking you to engage with the creator. Right. In a way. And to your point, no, it doesn't have to be a rigid yeah. 45 minutes a day, 40, 30. Yes. 50. No, you're engaging. Yeah. Taking some time out. Whatever time that may be for mm-hmm. you with the Savior, just to nourish that relationship right. first. Yeah. Like this is the most important relationship mm-hmm. before the laundry mm-hmm. or before anything to nourish so that I can nourish all other relationships. Right. And the way I'm going to say this, I don't know, you've heard this metaphor more times than you can possibly think, mm-hmm. but it is like on the airplane. When they say, here's the oxygen, right. be sure and place it on your face first right. before your child mm-hmm. in case of an emergency. And at first, when you hear that, you think that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard in my life. Of course, I'm going to take care of my baby first. Right. And then you think about it for a half a second and you think, but I can't if I can't breathe. Right. You know, right. So I have to put it on my on myself first. Yeah. It's that word picture. Right. That I need time with my father, my savior, mm. the one who gives me life first, because my relationship with him benefits and it it's the one that nourishes all other relationships mm-hmm. in my life. Right. If I'm good with God, then all of these other relationships I'm going to respond better to. I'm going to be this person yeah. that he has asked me to be. So solitude is engagement. Isolation is escape. Mm. Okay. Solitude is safety. Yes. Isolation is danger. Mm. You haven't asked me yet about uh-huh. isolation, yeah. but can I just say about why isolation is dangerous? Yes, Because for sure. when I am in isolation or you're in isolation, we can make up a story in our head and we can go right. with that story mm-hmm. and we can go with it, whether it's a true story or it's not true. Right. And then we can leave isolation and we can act on the lie. Yeah. So if we make yeah. up a story in our head and it's not true... We can live out mm. the lie. Right. And it can cause heck mm-hmm. on our life and others. Right. Yeah. We can live out that lie. Sure. Is- isolation is so, so dangerous because of the stories we make up mm-hmm. in our head. Yeah. True or not. Solitude is how you open yourself up to God. Isolation is painting a target on your back for the tempter. Wow. Big statement. That's huge. Yes. Solitude is when you set aside time to feed and water and nourish your soul, mm. to let it grow into health and maturity. Isolation is what you crave when you neglect the former. 
Wow. Yeah. And that's what I think about like with isolation is the, t- the times that we tend to isolate uh-huh. is when we're not feeling nourished and taken care of, you know? Yes. We tend to isolate when we're in those really bad places. Absolutely. And just pull back and withdraw as opposed to recognizing at that time, I really, I do need to get alone, but I need to get alone in more of a, um, an attitude of solitude of, um, being thoughtful, being intentional about Mm -hmm. that. And when you are in isolation and you're neglecting those things, you become very self focused. Yes. Ooh, is that dangerous or healthy? Mm, That can be really dangerous. Very. And solitude as somber as it sounds is anything but loneliness. Mm. In his masterpiece, Celebration for Discipline, Richard Foster wrote, Loneliness is inner emptiness. Solitude is inner fulfillment. Hmm. In solitude, we're anything but alone. In fact, that's where many of us feel most in connection to God. Yeah. So does that help answer? It does. Yeah. Cause there's so many benefits there, how it strengthens us and nourishes us. I love that idea of like, we get alone in solitude so that we can become nourished mm-hmm. and fed and filled up so that we can go back and engage in life. Cause the goal isn't to like stay in solitude. You know, like you said, Jesus was busy, but then in that place of being busy and doing good work, there were moments where he had to go be alone Mm -hmm. so that he could get filled up again, so that he could reconnect with the father, so that he could hear from God Mm -hmm. as to how to re-engage and to go meet with the people again. Mm -hmm. And if we're neglecting that in our lives, you know, if we're never taking that time to get quiet, get alone, say no to the hurry and the busyness and all the rush. Like, how are we going to know what direction we're supposed to go? Mm-hmm. True. So, so true. Yeah. And the opposite. Yes. Being isolation. Yeah. And you can see how dangerous isolation mm-hmm. might be. Right. When we numb, I'm going to use that word. Yeah. I think it's a fair word. Yeah. When, when you're in isolation and you're numbing out, it's a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. You can get very dark. Mm-hmm. It's very dark mm-hmm. in isolation. And it's very dark when you become self-focused and not other-focused at all. Yes. And like I said, the stories we make up in our head can be unhealthy. Yeah. I'm just thinking about for me, because as I, as I said at the beginning, like I, I am very familiar with both of these Mm -hmm. things of um, solitude and isolation. And I know for me, when I'm not in a good mental place, Mm -hmm. um, I do tend to isolate. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like my default to withdraw and to isolate. And my best friend knows me so well. And so she'll like, if she hasn't heard from me, if I've kind of gone off the radar, I'll get a text from her that says, are you just being quiet or are you in your cave? Mm. And I just love that because it really causes me to stop and think like, Mm. because when I am overwhelmed, I do need to pull back and I do Mm. need to get quiet Mm. and I do need to kind of shut some of the outside world off so that I can think clearly so Mm. that I can hear from God. And that's different Mm -hmm. than shutting off the world because I'm tired of people or I don't want to deal with anything or Mm -hmm. I'm so overwhelmed that I don't know how to function. And so I'm just going to go sit on the couch and like binge Netflix, you know, and everything. And so I love that she knows me well enough to know that I need 
quiet and solitude, Mm -hmm. but it can easily turn into isolation Mm -hmm. and that she'll check on me. And, and that's one of the things that has helped me to realize is that it's solitude is a safe place for people to speak into what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like when I'm in a season where I am craving a little bit more solitude, it still feels safe for you as my mentor Mm -hmm. to have a conversation with me and help me process some stuff Mm -hmm. or for me to go to my best friend and say, Hey, I'm trying to process this. Will you help me with this? Mm -hmm. But when I'm in isolation, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with my friends. I don't want input from the outside world. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a clear sign that I'm in that really dangerous place. Yes. And you're self-aware enough to know that. Finally, after years (laughs) of learning this. But I think, you know, that's something that maybe we could do. That's just kind of a practical step is if you are like me and it is easy for you to move into isolation and to going into your cave and shutting people people out to while you're in a good place, reach out to a friend and say, Hey, this is a pattern that I notice in myself. It's Mm -hmm. really dangerous when I isolate, Mm -hmm. but I want to grow in this area. And Mm -hmm. can you help me with that? Yes. You know, can you check on me when you haven't heard from me in a while just to see if I'm isolating? And yeah, this is my pattern. Yeah, this is my pattern. Right. I, I think that is an excellent point, Carrie. And my temperament is a little bit different than yours, but I went through a devastating year last year. Mm-hmm. And I I do the same thing, a little bit different mm-hmm. pattern, but yeah, I did the same thing and I, I noticed it in myself. And I got yeah. super, super depressed in my isolation. Yes. Because I wanted to isolate. Did not, you know, and you know right. how That's much not of a you. people yes. person I am. Mm-hmm. I, I get my energy from people mm-hmm. and I have wanted nothing to do with people. Right. You know, in my pain, I just wanted to isolate. Yeah. But I recognize that. And there's the practical piece again. I recognize that about myself Mm -hmm. and I isolated. I didn't want to, I didn't even hardly want to eat. Yeah. I got down really, really low and I was just like not in a good place, but I opened up with my best friend, like, I, I'm not in a good place. Right. I, I'm going to need a lot of prayer cover. Yeah. Like now. Yes. <laughs> like, we're going to have to bump this up. Yes. You know, this is not me. I recognize it's not me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a therapist. I'm going to identify myself as, uh, okay, this is depression. Uh-huh. And it doesn't need to go anymore. I need to bump this up. Right. So I did. To your point, you have to speak up. Right. Because you can't stay there. Mm-mm. And I was crying out to God as well. So we're speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. You dip your toe in isolation. Yeah. But you can't stay there. No. And, and remain healthy. Right. So. And and to realize that when you're there uh-huh. and you recognize it, mm-hmm. we just want to acknowledge how hard it is. It's hard. To reach out and ask for help in that place. And, but it does require that. It requires that brave step of, and it's bright. I need to reach out to somebody that's safe Mm -hmm. and let them know kind of where I'm at and how bad things are. It wasn't easy Mm -mm. for me. Was it easy for you? Not even a little bit. No. No. So we acknowledge it. Yeah. We acknowledge it, but it has to happen to be healthy. And we're healthy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yay. We're giving each other high five in case you can't see it. <laughs> uh, and that's a God thing. That's a God thing. Because here's the thing about that. In solitude, 
And that's your connection and your nourishment with Jesus. With Jesus, nothing is wasted. Right. Nothing is wasted. So how did you grow? Lots. Mm-hmm. How did I grow? Tons. Mm-hmm. And at a totally different place with right. Jesus. And it's a better place. Yeah. But isolation not good. Yeah. Uh, solitude. It is such, it is truly, as this author says, where you feed and water and nourish your soul. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful place. And when you feed, water, and nourish your soul, you don't stay on those places when you dip your toes right. in isolation. It's easy for you to you recognize you're there. there. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to recognize you're there. And you don't have to stay there yeah. long. Praise God. Yeah. Because you've been fed, watered, and mm-hmm. grow, and you can recognize yeah. and get out. Okay. So for our tangible takeaway wow. for today. We got a lot. We got a lot. So I'm thinking that let's let's look at two tangible takeaways okay. that we can have today. Number one, take some time later today, this week, and ask yourself, is isolation a pattern for me? Mm-hmm. Like for me, it is. Um, I know for you, Susan, it's not your go-to no. kind of method of like when you're in a bad place. But for me, yes, I go to isolation super easily. So ask yourself that question. How easy is it for me to go to isolation? Am I going to isolation a lot? Okay. If the answer is yes, who can I tell that to mm-hmm. and have that conversation with and be like, can you kind of help me in this? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, as we've said, when it comes to isolation, inviting another person into that place really is the answer mm-hmm. to kind of get out of it. Mm-hmm. So that's tangible takeaway. One, are you a person who tends to isolate? And if so, who's the safe person you can have a conversation with about that? Number two, Solitude is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a daily or at least weekly practice for you, what's one little step that you can take today to step into practicing solitude? Yes, to feed and water and nourish your soul. And we deserve that. Yes. Yeah. What a blessing. And it's more important than the laundry. Totally. Totally. Okay. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go on like a seven days, you know, silent retreat. No. Although, you know, that'd be great. That'd be great too. (laughs) But what's one small step that you can take to enter into solitude, to connect with God there and to nourish your soul? Perfect. Those are great takeaways. All right. Right. I'm going to practice them myself. Me too. All right. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.